All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Q Points, the mobile DJ podcast. I'm Anthony. Alongside me is, well, as you can see, nobody. <laughs> I am riding solo on this one. Will is super busy. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff in the works um, with enjoyable entertainment. We just got a new warehouse, which is awesome. It's been so much work. Um, we, we had to do everything from the shelving, like the Home Depot shelves, and he has just an insane amount of things from the casino tables to the slot machines to the cotton candy machines and the DJ stuff and lighting. It's just been a whole process. I'm basically working there full time now. I'm like the operations manager, which is pretty cool, but it's been a lot of work. Uh, I'm happy I could be here, but unfortunately Will could not. So. Yeah, here we are. We are here on episode 18, which is unbelievable. I can't believe it's it's been going this long and it's going really good. Um, this past weekend was not as busy as the last few have been, but it was a lot of fun. Friday, I actually did a water slide drop off with Will. We got a brand new, it's called the Amazon slide. I call it the beast. <laughs> it's like, 350 pounds, which is insane. Even when you have it on a dolly, there's like no mobility. It's it's unbelievable. So we had to drop it off at a house and their backyard is an uphill and they wanted it in the back, which is the top of the hill, which as you could imagine was just a task and a half. But Will and I, we got it done. We rolled it up the stairs, which as you could imagine is very difficult, rolling a 350 pound water slide up there. But the slides have been going out basically every weekend. So yeah, that's going really good. Um, the new warehouse we've been working very hard on. Um, Saturday, I did a block party. Uh, that was actually with my own company, Leading Arts Entertainment. Uh, it's a block party that I do every single year. Um, it's it's such a pleasure to be going there every year. Um, the clients absolutely love me. Uh, the, the people that actually that pay me that are in charge. Um, they always hang out with me behind the booth. They check out what I'm doing. As you can see, they have the fire department there. They come and do a demonstration for the kids. They had water slides and all sorts of awesome things. So um, for one of the segments today, I definitely wanna talk about the block party in general, the etiquette, you know, what you need to bring and all sorts of things like that. And then Sunday, I did a first birthday, which, really comes full circle because if you go back on my YouTube channel to one of the first videos, the first gig that I did basically was a first birthday that I got off Thumbtack. So it's, it's just, it's coming full circle now, like six or seven years later, and I did a first birthday again. And let me tell you, compared to what I've been doing, like weddings and sweet 16s and things like that, it's just a completely different ball game. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not even, like, you can't even compare it. With the first birthday, it's a backyard thing, which as you guys know, backyard events are pretty difficult. Um, the people aren't as easy to facilitate. 
it's harder to get them to do what you want them to do. Like if, if the mom says, oh, we'd like to play limbo or the cha-cha slide and you get on the mic and you're like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, who's ready to do some limbo? They're not as likely to do it as if you were at a catering hall. So it was pretty difficult to say the least. Um, it was very interesting to see, you know, how easy it was to do compared to when I first did it because I wasn't really sure how they how they go but it was also very difficult because you know it's just it's it's so hard to get the kids to do what you want them to do when they have so much energy there's a trampoline here there's a hula a hula dancer over there because it was a Hawaiian theme which was actually pretty funny I have a story I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want any bad like blood if she watches this or anything but she was doing a demonstration with a fire torch and you know how on the ends of it is the thing that they actually light on fire so she's doing her thing she's having a great time and one of those things went flying into the crowd of kids on fire um, luckily nobody got hurt it didn't hit anybody but from start to finish, her, her whole thing was, was a big mess. Um, at the end, she gave me a huge hug and thanked me because she didn't remember her music, so I was able to help her out with that. Uh, she basically just, she gave me a YouTube like playlist and said, these are all the songs that I use. Is there any way you can make this work? And of course, as a DJ, you have to save the day sometimes. So I made it work. It was, it was difficult but I made her look a lot better than how prepared she was. Which, you know, when you're a DJ, you're, you're, you're going to have to do that, you know? And that's, that's a big part of the job, is helping the event run smoothly and facilitating the music and all that. And I announced her in and it just made the performance that much better. Um, so thankfully the kids are alive and they enjoyed her performance, so that went very well. So first birthday, full circle. Uh, we talked about the block party, the new warehouse. Um, being an operations manager is very tough. Um, I'm sure any of you who are watching this who do this full time know what I'm talking about when it comes to loading the vans, organizing everything. And when it comes to organizing, I'm sort of like a... OCD type person where like everything has to be in the right spot so when it goes out for the weekend I like to pack the trucks neatly when it comes back put everything where it belongs that's that's also very important because say you have somebody working for you in your warehouse they're new or they may not know how you organize things it's much easier to say oh all of the speakers are on the shelf next to the lights so you know, you can sort of help them out in that, in that aspect. Um, but I really enjoy it, um, being able to organize everything, send things out, bring them back in. And it's, it's just, it's awesome to be a part of a full-time entertainment company. Because I've always just been sort of like a part-time, I just DJ, sometimes MC, nothing else. 
but now I'm doing the inflatables. Um, I set up the popcorn machine the other day. It's just, it's, it, it's a full circle thing. And it's awesome to see how far Will and I are coming with, with the company. Um, you know, he's been in business for about five years, I believe. And from the, the, the pictures and the videos that he showed me from the beginning to now, I mean, we're, we're at the top of the chain here. I mean, Long Island's got some competition. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it, it's really going well um, for those full-time guys who have an office and a warehouse. You know, I, I, I'm really starting to see the process of it, and I would love to talk more about it once, once Will is here. Um, we actually have a separate office on a major highway, so it's very easy to get to. And then the warehouse is a separate location, so I usually spend a lot of time there. Will's in the office doing office things, booking the gigs and all that. So it's really cool to see. I would love to get more into it when Will is back. But when we come back, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, facade or no facade. It's a big question, and we're going to get into it right here on Q Points, the mobile DJ podcast, when we come back. All right, folks, welcome back to Q Points, the mobile DJ podcast. As you saw in the clip right there, we were showing off the QSC CP series. Uh, it's a very cool speaker. Uh, in the first, in the first like segment, uh, we showed some some clips from the block party, I actually purchased QSC K12.2s, which is huge for me because I've been using the EVZLX 12Ps for years now, and almost every event, it's always clipping, always limiting. It's just not enough oomph, it's not enough power. And the K12.2 is a 2000 watt 12 inch speaker, so the power's there. And, um, having the two of those facing forward and the EVs facing out because I was literally smack dab in the middle of the street. So the system worked perfectly. Um, so now I would like to get into a big question that a lot of people are asking on social media. I actually saw a video from Rick Webb, who is a fellow YouTuber. He makes the gig logs, he does the product reviews, and all sorts of things like that. I saw a video from him the other day, and he has the ADJ event table, which he's spoken very highly of. But what I thought was weird was in this video, he said he hates that table, and he wants to go back to a facade. So that got me thinking. You know, I've, I've used a, a facade basically my whole DJ career. Um, I absolutely love the idea of a facade. Um, it, it, it looks better, you know, when it comes to a facade, the client doesn't really care what kind of mixer you have or, you know, the wireless mic system, just as long as it sounds good, they don't care how it looks. Um, you know, they don't really care what you're running behind the booth. They just care about what it looks like from the front. So the facade is actually a very nice option. And what I like most about it is when you're doing an event where there's, there's drinking or there's rowdy kids or something like that, if somebody yanks or pulls down your, fa your facade, everything behind it is safe. You know, I've seen video after video of 
where the whole thing is just a table, everything is all connected. Someone walks up to the booth, is hanging their arm on it, and next thing you know, it tips over and all your stuff is broken. Well, that wouldn't happen if it was just a facade, because if they're hanging on a facade, that will fall, but all of your stuff is safe. That actually happened at the, the first birthday on Sunday. Um, the wind was blowing really hard, and usually I tape the facade to the speaker tripods, so if there is any wind, it doesn't blow over, but in this case, it blew over. One of the hinges broke on it, which is unfortunate, but it's an easy fix compared to having to replace a laptop or a controller because the whole table flipped over with it. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for facades. Um, opposed to something like an event table where it's an all-in-one thing. It may look cool, it may be easier to set up, one less thing that you have to worry about, but the downside of it is if something goes wrong with it, like if, if the top section isn't on all the way, something could fall off or something like that. So I'm a big advocate for facades. And plus, you could always pick from a black one, a white one. I use the ADJ facade where it has the scrims. So usually what I do is I stick with the black unless the client wants a white one, which is an upgrade. So all I have to do is switch out the scrims, and there you go. You have a white facade. So I, I definitely recommend that one in that aspect because it's another option that you could give your clients. But to go back to other options that you would have opposed to a facade, um, you can just use a scrim on the table, which I have done in the past for smaller events. Like say if it's a 5K or a triathlon series, you know, you don't really need anything huge and fancy. You just need the production of it, like the sound, the, the the microphone, things like that. So you don't need to make a huge production out of it. Um, so I have done that in the past with a scrim where you just hide the legs of the table. It just makes it look a little nicer, but it's very basic. Um, for something like a wedding, I wouldn't recommend that. It's, it's nice looking, but you know, at the same time, you have the people walking up to you requesting things. If they put a drink down on your table and knock it over, there goes all your equipment. Um, it goes back to, you know, why a facade would be better. Um, but scrims look nice. I would definitely recommend them for an event where you're not at the dance floor level or if there's not always somebody walking up to your booth or you have the people who they show up to a catering hall and the hall has a table there for you with a tablecloth over it and you just set up on that, which could work for certain events. Uh, it's much easier on us because we don't have to bring a table in or set up a facade or a scrim, but it's the same problems as you know we've been talking about. People could walk up to you, put down a drink or trip over the tablecloth. It's just, it's a headache that you don't need. Um, so it just goes back to why a facade is the better option.
And there's tons of different ones. They have the ones with the scrims, like I mentioned. They have acrylic ones, which are a little more expensive. And in my opinion, a little bit easier to maintain because like this table and like this, this backsplash, it's, it's like an acrylic. So the best cleaning option, surprisingly enough, is gasoline. Um, Will showed me this. I would have never thought to use that. I would have used a um, like a Windex or something or a multi-surface cleaner. But gasoline actually does the best job. It gets all the scuffs off and, you know, anything like that. So to clean the facade, the easiest way, I would say, an acrylic one. They are a little heavier. Um, they have the aluminum frames like this. Sometimes it's a wood frame, but they're a little bit easier to clean. With the scrims, you can wash them in the washing machine, but be very careful. You can't put it in the dryer because they'll shrink and they won't fit right. And sometimes the Velcro will like sort of de deteriorate, not, not disintegrate, but it, it, it'll get a little messier. It'll be harder to attach to the actual frame. And of course they have just regular wood facades with the carpet over it. I personally don't like those. They're very hard to clean. If you're doing a gig outside and you get mud or grass on it, it's very hard to, to fix and re restore back to a clean state because what do you do to clean a carpet? You can scrub it with a rag, you could use a vacuum or something, but if the dirt is like deep in the carpet, it's very hard to get. So overall, an overview of facade or no facade. In my opinion, I would go with facade. If you disagree, drop a comment, tell me why. Um, I can't see any other option that would be better. I would go with a facade with scrims. It's just easier to give the client an option. It's easier to clean, it's easier to maintain. I would go with a facade. All right, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that segment. Be sure to check us out on social media at Q Points Podcast. All right, we'll be right back with Block Party Etiquette. See you guys then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Q Points. We are here with the third and final segment of the day it is Block Party Etiquette. Um, so when I did the block party, I have a friend, Luke, who is a fan of the show. Luke, if you're watching, thank you for the support. Um, he did his first block party ever and saw that I was doing one, had a couple of questions. So I just want to touch upon some of those. Hopefully they'll help you when you do a block party or if you have done them and you just need some help with efficiency. Hopefully we can do that here. So as far as the speakers go, I've done numerous different things. Uh, specifically with the block party that I did on Saturday, um, over the years I've tried different configurations. The first time I did it, I had my EVs facing forward, facing the dance floor, and then I had two um, like dual 15-inch speakers, which were heavy as hell. That's why I got rid of them. They're ridiculous. They were passive, so I had to have a separate amp. It was just a nightmare. But how I, how, how, how I did it was I had the EVs facing forward and the dual 15s facing out, which, 
you know, now that I look back, I probably should have had the 15s facing forward and the EVs facing out because the EVs were on the tripod, so I could get them a little higher to get a farther coverage. But, you know, it, it worked, it did its job. Um, so the next year I was like, you know what, let's try something different. So I got rid of the dual 15s and the following year I got subs. So I had two 15 inch subs and the EV tops. This didn't work out too well either because the subs definitely helped, more bass obviously. And I had the EVs sort of on an angle, not facing all the way out, not facing all the way forward, but just on a little bit of an angle. It sounded okay. The coverage wasn't great. I went to the end of the block. It, was, it wasn't hard to hear, but it wasn't where it should have been. So it sounded nice if you were in front of the booth, but it didn't sound great from down the block. So this year I decided, you, 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 you know what? I just got the K12.2s, let's put them to use. So I had both sets of speakers on tripods, the K12 facing forward and the EVs facing out. And I think that's the way to do it. You can't just use two tops at a block party. It's not, it's not ideal. It's not gonna sound that great from other areas. If you want the whole block to hear you, this is how you do it. You put two tops facing forward, two tops facing out. Now, if you're on one end of the block or the other, you don't really have much of a choice. You kind of have to just face forward. Um, when you're in the planning stages with your client, make sure to mention, it'd probably be smarter for you to be in the middle of the street with, with the configuration that I, I just mentioned. Because if you go to one end or the other, you know, obviously the other end isn't going to hear you as well as if you were right in the middle. So definitely bring that up to the client. It's just a smarter way to do it. Um, I'm very happy that we've done it like that all three years because I was able to experiment a little bit with the speakers and get a proper sound. Now I also wanted to cover um, what should you bring? You know, as you saw in the clip, I had a, a yellow fan underneath the table. Will actually recommended that to me. Uh, it's, it's a blower fan by Stanley. Um, it, it's, it, it was just a huge lifesaver. That, that, that model particularly has outlets on the side. So, you know, you can't like put a speaker into it, but you, you, if you're running out of outlet space, you could plug your phone charger in there or a microphone, something that doesn't draw as much power as a speaker. But what's cool about that blower fan is with the outlets, it has a separate circuit. So if you're drawing too much power, it'll pop on the fan before it pops the actual circuit, which is awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that fan. I used it at the first birthday the next day, and I just, I highly recommend it. It, it, it kept me cool. It has the three different settings, so if it's starting to cool down at night and you don't need it blasting on you, you could turn it down a notch, and it's just a great product. I highly recommend it. Um, I made a review video. I will be posting it on this channel um, probably within the next week 
where I do a full review of it, all the features, everything like that. So if you're interested in purchasing it, I will have a link in the description of that video. Um, definitely bring a cooler with water or Gatorade or something like that. Try to stay away from soda because anything that will dehydrate you or make you have to go to the bathroom is no good. With a block party, sometimes you're there for six to eight hours. And if you don't know the people, chances are they may be a little hesitant with letting you into their house. So they're less likely to let a vendor in. So make sure you don't eat or drink anything that you know will send you to the restrooms because it won't end up well. So make sure you bring some water, some Gatorade, a couple snacks. Uh, chances are they will feed you. Most of the time they're doing their barbecues or some block parties have catering they are more than likely to invite you to eat. But just in case they don't, bring a granola bar or a couple, something like that, just to hold you over to the end of the event. Um, you also wanna make sure you play to the crowd. What's interesting about the block party is it's just a wide variety of people of all sorts of genres, decades. You know, I had, <laughs> what's funny is, Will and I actually mentioned this in, in the past that Uncle Bobby will walk up to you with his Corona and ask for Led Zeppelin. Well, sure enough, on Saturday, this nice man in, in a wheelchair rolled up to me probably six to seven times asking for Led Zeppelin. Every time he came up, I would play a Led Zeppelin song or two, but he just kept coming up and he's like, I wanted more Led Zeppelin and I, I told you I wanted a lot. And, Obviously, you can't play Led Zeppelin the entire block party because he's not the only one there. There's kids, there's adults who want to hear pop or some 70s, 60s, stuff like that. Um, so make sure you play to your crowd, know your crowd, and sort of read what they're reacting to. But you also want to mix it up. Um, also, is it okay to drink? That was another question that came up. Is it okay to accept a beer? or something like that from the client. In my personal opinion, for a block party, I would say you're a little more likely to be able to accept something opposed to a wedding or something because it's very laid back. You could usually wear a polo or a t-shirt and shorts. Um, if you know the clients, like I've become very close with the clients that I've been working with, and they offer me a beer. I'll take one or two, nothing crazy. Um, it's just, it's, it's a nice thing. They, they want you to feel very comfortable. So for a block party, I would say yes, you can accept a drink, but do not do it excessively, obviously. That's never good. Um, this is the one job where you can drink on the job occasionally, and it's okay, but anything in excess is not great. So yeah, we went over the speaker configuration, the location on the street, is it okay to drink? What should you bring? Definitely grab a fan if you don't have one yet. Even if it's just a tabletop one, anything helps. All right, this was Anthony on the Q Points Mobile DJ Podcast. Be sure to check us out on the web at QPointsPodcast.com or on our social media at QPointsPodcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. We got episode 19 next week. Really looking forward to it. We're probably going to have some special guests. So thanks for watching, and I'll see you next week.